This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Welcome to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. And Michael, we've got a question here that uh, could go in a several different directions. So here's our question. Let's go at it. Where is the line with possessions, worldly things, and sin? What do you think? Well, I think we can give some big categories. So let's just simply categorize. You have like a possession, which is a thing. And it's a thing that you clearly own. I know I'm being very simple, but just give me a moment here. A thing can be a good thing, a neutral thing, or a bad thing. Most things are neutral. So um, the coca plant is probably a fairly neutral thing, (laughs) Right. right? But it can become a very... Bad thing. It can be a bad thing. Yeah. Back when Coca-Cola came out, they turned it into a good thing. And uh-huh. uh, man, what a what a market. They didn't know how bad it was for them. And so yeah. they would put it into the Coca-Cola and, yeah. and people would love it. That was in the very early, yeah, early, early, early days. Years. I'm listening to a documentary on Coca-Cola and Pepsi. Yeah. Super intriguing how— And, and isn't it crazy that Coca-Cola is actually—I I like Pepsi better. You know, I'm going to go on the line. Wow. But—, but Respect, respect just went yeah, down. Yeah, I know, I know. But but Coke <laughs> has actually won the the market. Well, Pepsi is a lesser product. So, anyways, um, <laughs> but the whole point of this statement is that the vast majority of objects and things are neutral. There are some things that we're going to say are by nature created to be good. Now, a good thing mm-hmm, can become mm-hmm. a very bad thing. So, for example, I would probably put now if there's kids listening, um, just. You know, mom and dad, I'll give you about three seconds to pause. One, two, three. three. Okay. Like sex was created to be good. And some of the most painful things in life are when the things that God made to be good, good have been abused, have been taken to be bad, right? Yes. Or marriage is not a neutral thing. It is a good thing. When mm-hmm. you take a good thing and you abuse it and you turn it into a bad thing, it creates maximum sure. pain. And so now the, the question is, okay, I've got these possessions. I've got a car. It's a neutral thing. I've got a, um, a bunch of toys. I've got pinball machines and I've got things I've hoarded and the hobbies I have and Star Wars and Star Trek paraphernalia. Like when does it go from being a possession, which is neutral, yes, to a worldly thing. And I, I would say the once the Bible starts talking about worldly things, you could categorize that in two ways. A worldly thing would be a neutral thing that is just of no redemptive value, or it could be actually a neutral thing that you, you're using for sin. Like, there are a lot of things, and maybe, Tim, I don't know, maybe you can talk about one or two that you have. <laughs> so, were you just talking about some of yours? I'm talking about, I'll Star talk about Wars. mine for a moment. Like, um, yeah. Um, let's talk about good things that have no eternal value. Yeah. Uh, probably some of the clothes that I, I would buy have no real eternal value, <laughs> right? I don't buy a lot of clothes, to be honest. I've yeah. got very minimal. But there are some things that I buy that are just an indulgence. They have no eternal value. I'm not using them as sin. They're functionally worldly. They're, okay. they're of no negative consequence, no positive consequence. They are just indulgences. Like, do you have any indulgences? My biggest indulgence is tools, 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 tools. You so know? you could, I could argue though, you yeah. use tools for good. Well, eventually I will, but I'll, a lot right. of times I'll, I'll take on a project just to buy a new tool. <laughs> it's like, well, yep. so that's I'm like you're do, hoarding, yeah, you hoard tools. Yeah. I, I, I want this new tool. So I'll do a project that if I buy the tool, the project will go easier. So 
I'll buy the tool and justify getting that tool. That's hilarious. That is literally never a thought that has crossed <laughs> my mind. But, you know, like there's this line. And so I would say m- much of life falls into this neutral category. I'd like to release people from the burden of like unnecessary oppression, especially around simple subjects like this. Here's maybe an easy way just to view things. If you've got things that are bad, like if you've got crack cocaine in your house, get rid of it. You know, yeah, like, like there's clear, you know, if you've you got know, pornography in yeah. your home, get rid of it. There, you know, are, there things are things bad. that are clearly bad for us. Correct. But the vast majority of things that we have are going to be neutral. And here's what I would tell people. God has given us the ability to enjoy neutral things. When neutral things become controlling things, you get rid of it. That's when it goes bad. But by and large, what I tell people is, If you have the ability to enjoy things, enjoy them. But then here's what you do. Anytime God wants it, you give it to him. Anytime it can be used for the kingdom, use it, redeem Mm -hmm. it. But by and large, expect that the vast majority of toys, neutral objects, possessions that you have, regularly just hold them within within open palms and say, God— these are ultimately are yours. I'll enjoy them while I got them. It might be a boat. It might be um, mm-hmm. it might be anything, you know? And whatever it is, okay, I'll use it for whatever you want. And as soon as you see that you can actually, like, bring joy to somebody or make their life better yes. or use them to start a conversation or bless somebody. Like, I love people who have extra homes. I don't have the money to buy an extra home, but I'm glad they do. And they could just hoard it, and it could just be a selfish thing. But most of the people that I know open it and avail it for other people, right. which is amazing. And so mm-hmm. I would say, like— the line is, does it control you? Do you own this thing or does this thing own you? Drop the mic. It's all about control. Who is in control of this? Am I so worried that this thing might get lost, broken, or stolen that I'm worried about it constantly? Yep. Or am I looking at this thing with open hands saying, all right, God, you gave me this thing. I want to use it for your kingdom. I want to bless others with it. These things that God gives us are for our enjoyment. He is a good, good father who Mm. wants us to enjoy the good things of life or the things in life, but he doesn't want these things to own us. There's a difference between being a good steward of what God gives us and being stingy because God gives us many times possessions and things in our life that he wants us to use and enjoy and bless others with. And it oftentimes what happens is we're we're so worried that this thing, mm. something may happen to it that we just don't share it with anyone else. Yeah, I think there are two big so what's to this. Number one is true. I'll, I'll read First Timothy six seventeen and eighteen. It's just a great passage for those who have what Timothy calls the rich, which is basically most Americans most have the Americans ability would, to accumulate possessions. Yeah. He says this. As for the rich in this present age, charge them not to be haughty, not to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but on God who richly provides us with everything to enjoy, which is Mm -hmm, what you just said. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I am actually so glad this singular text is in scripture because it kills this idea of asceticism or just like uh, getting rid of all pleasures or all whatever. Like God is actually for the enjoyment of people. That's right. But then it goes on, it says, they, the rich, those who have this stuff, are to do good, to be rich in good works. Let the richness of your money correspond to the richness of your good works. They're to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share, which I just, I love that. And so what I would tell people is this whole aesthetics thing or this jealousy thing that people have when they see somebody who has more, it's Mm. not bad, that's stupid. But here's what I have found for those who are rich in this present age, God 
has zero hesitation to strip it all away. As we walk closer to Jesus, he expects us to use those for his kingdom. There is a responsibility that comes with that blessing. God's giving you these things so that you can bless others, that you can be a blessing. While you can enjoy the blessing, you can't hoard the blessing. So Tim, I have a question. Sure. As a pastor, do you need to be well-informed on other non-Christian texts? That is a great question. Let's deal with that next time.